we're on worldly benefits of bitachon. Earlier, the author enumerated the Torah benefits of living with bitachon. These included the benefits for the mind and for the neshama. Now he presents the benefits of bitachon in worldly ways, that is, in material ways. Among these are tranquility of the mind from the effects of worldly worries and calmness from disturbance of the mind or the distress that could be caused by being deprived of physical pleasures. So let's say a person doesn't live with bitachon and he follows what he thinks is good for him. Then the lack of pleasures that he thinks he needs is distressful for him. But a man who lives with bitachon realizes that he's better off without them because Hashem would have given him because Hashem would have given them to him if he thought they were good for him. This man is not affected at all by the lack of some of these luxuries and pleasures that others desire so much. There's actually like there's five things, I don't know if we talked about this, but there are five things that Dessler said that were ways to, I think, build bitachon. I forget what it was for. The first one was like to reduce one's reliance on material things because then when he doesn't have them, he won't be phased. But if a person is overly reliant on the physical, so then like the second he doesn't have his Starbucks coffee in the morning, he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's done for the day, you know? It's like, so the less we like, identify with the physicality, the more we'll be able to like become. I think that's a beautiful thing, what he's saying here. So, not that he needs me to think it's beautiful, but thus the man lives quietly, confidently, and calmly in this world. As it says, blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem, then Hashem will be his security. This, the reward for trusting in Hashem is that Hashem will fulfill his trust in him. That doesn't mean that this is his entire reward. There's more than that. If a person has trust in Hashem, he will certainly earn a great reward in Olam Haba. But the Chavos HaLavavos is telling us that Hashem will also reward his trust in Olam Hazet. And it says, He will be like a tree planted by the waters, which will spread out its roots along a stream. Spreading roots means that the tree is standing firmly. When a person is trusting in Hashem, he'll stand more firmly in this world. So when he's not phased right, by losing these things, then, then he'll be firm. Because things do happen, right? There's a... Uh, there's rocks along the way, and if you hit a bump and phases you, then life is going to be miserable. But if you know the bumps are built for you, so like, beautiful. Bring on the bumps. So freedom from travel, this is a big one that had a big effect on me. He, he doesn't, the Chobos HaLavobos is not a fan of long commutes. So uh, I've always like had this in mind, especially when commuting. Um, or at least you can, like I, we started taking the bus because I, I, uh, it, it's just a million times better because I can actually learn on the bus. There's like different things that are just, it's a beautiful thing we live in a country that I've taken the bus. This morning I was on the bus and the guy sitting next to me was on his phone the whole time. I was like learning and he kept saying things out loud and I realized that he was like sharing with me how excited he was about what he was learning in Tanya. And I was like not picking up because I just phased it out because I was like, this guy's on his phone talking out loud. And eventually we started schmoozing about he's like very into sukkahs he wanted so we shared about sukkahs and we like shared some Torah together it was very beautiful it was like that would never happen in the States at all right so it's a beautiful thing beautiful thing Um, so commutes aren't all bad but he says also among the benefits are calmness of the mind that frees him from the need to go out on distant journeys when people travel far from home it's because they feel their livelihood, livelihood will suffer if they don't go one who lives with Bitaqo knows that he can get his livelihood without such exertions, which wear out on, on the body and hasten the end of life. People who do a great deal of traveling will live shorter lives. Pastor Shalom. 
because it occupies their energies. They use up their bodies and therefore they're not capable of living su- successfully. One of the problems with traveling is exposures, exposure to the variety of germs that the traveler may not be immune to. Generally speaking, we're only protected against our local germs, and therefore, when a person goes to different countries, he may fall victim to all kinds of sicknesses. This can happen even if one goes to Eretz Israel. This is especially true when he's worn out from the trip and immediately wants to go and look at the land. At that point, his resistance is lower because of the travel, and on top of that, he's vulnerable to unfamiliar diseases. It's a good thing we live in Eretz Israel, so we don't have to deal with uh, having to get used to it. We're already here. As it is written, he afflicted my strength on the road, and he shortened my days. So then he tells this story about a traveler. He says, and the story is told about one of the pious people who set out on a far-off journey for his livelihood. In the beginning of his career of being a servant of Hashem, he encountered one of the idol worshippers in the town where he went, which may have been in the Far East. So the pious Jew said to the idol worshipper, how blind you people are. And how little is the understanding that you have in serving your idols, which are nothing but a piece of wood. Not a a nice move. Let's see what happens. The idolater, who was a priest in his idol worship, said back to him, And what do you worship? The pious Jew said, I serve the Creator, who is all-powerful, the one who sustains all, who feeds the world, the one that there is none like him. So the idolater said to him, That may be, but your present actions contradict your words. So the pious Jew said, How so? The idolater said, if what you say is true, then he would provide you sustenance in your home city, just as, it is, as he is providing you here in the Far East. You could just as well have gotten your livelihood in your home city, and you would not have needed to bother coming to such a far-off city. If you believe that Hashem supports you, why didn't you remain in your city? And so the argument of the pious Jew was cut short. He went back to his country, and from that time on, he took upon himself the principle of abstinence, to abstain from traveling unnecessarily, and he never left his city again. Yeah, that, that's the bracha that the Nitziv explains in the Yeah. He says the, the part of the bracha is not having to travel for your parnasa. You're kavua somewhere. I mean, he talks about in Yerat Yisrael. That's the bracha. The Nitziv? The Nitziv says, uh, yeah, the Mikdal. Wow. Very beautiful. I think we can stop there. I'm just passing through, just like you. Treasures of another kind And if you had my eyes you'd see A palace